This kid sounds like he'd fit right in at the FBI. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Spy Guy, The Not-So-Secret Agent, by Jessica Young, illustrated by Charles Santoso, published by Clarion Books. Spy Guy joins a young boy as he tries to sneak around undetected with the help of his dad. Try as he might, he just keeps getting caught. Will this boy ever be able to move undiscovered? Or is he just a heavy-footed goof destined to draw the ire of his apartment neighbors below? Well, bring some disappearing ink, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open on the protagonist under the table with binoculars. He's called... Spy Guy, though I doubt that's his real name. No way his parents would be ignorant enough to call him that. It turns out this boy was no good at spying. So, the antithesis of his name. Huh. Kind of like the Pink Panther, Mr. Bean, or Mr. Magoo. I'm basing the last one off the classic movie starring Leslie Nielsen. You get it though, he's a doofus. We get to see just how inept he is right off the bat when his pet cat comes up behind him and scares him, causing him to knock the lamp off the table he was hiding under. Position compromised. Time to pack it in. Quote, He needed help. End quote. Don't we all? But I think he needs a little more than that. The boy goes running to his dad and calls him Chief. Funny, he's not wearing a headdress. I wonder where he got that from. His dad's wearing a turtleneck, though, and skinny jeans. Something no dad should ever be caught wearing. It's hard to explain that one away. Hell, it'd be easier for him to explain away being caught in his wife's lingerie. He shushes Spy Guy and says, quote, Spy Guy, said the chief. That you must discover yourself. But if you seek to sneak... Try not to speak. End quote. Well, that's one way to get your son to shut the hell up for a while. Chief enjoys a frappuccino, is reading a book. What dad has the time to read a long book in quiet? Answer, not one. That's why they come to me for astute reviews. This guy must not have a job. So Spy Guy took the advice and decided to tiptoe out in the open for all his neighbors to see. No one's accusing this kid of being Magnus Carlsen. But he still makes noise, causing his shoes to squeak when he walks. Pick up your feet. He sounds like he's playing defense against the entire Golden State starting lineup. What do you know, Spy Guy is allowed to wander downtown by himself. And he just so happens to run into his derelict dad. Sorry, Chief leaves his home in turtleneck. Only this time, he's wearing a fedora. Who does this guy think he is? Usher? Sorry, this isn't the 1920s, bro. Fedoras aren't coming back. And you aren't fooling anyone. We know you're trying to cover up that bald spot. So Chief, who makes his friends cringe, is like, Shit, son, you caught me. Let me buy your love with some new shoes. So sad. Maybe if he spent a little time with the guy, he wouldn't be so inept. After the purchase... Spy Guy goes back on his mission, but finally it hits him 
everyone can see him out in the open. Uh, duh, you think? So he runs back to bother Chief Swishes in skinny jeans. And this time he's wearing a scarf. Could this guy get any worse? Well, apparently yes. Because as Spy Guy walks up to Chief Squats when he pees, he's putting on comical disguise sunglasses with a red nose and a beard attached to them. Who's this guy trying to hide from? Is he cheating on his spouse? He's doing some strange shit. Or maybe this is just what guys with no jobs do throughout the day. Chief Nexocold gives Spy Guy the advice to conceal himself. But that only lasts so long. Because for some reason, we're on a hot streak of books with nose tickles. And Spy Guy sneezes a big sneeze, blowing himself out of his disguise and out from behind the tree he was hiding behind. This guy might want to pick a new hobby. Oh, I got it. How about a rebel without a cause, who pisses off his parents who don't love him? Chief tracks his sleep, gives Spy Guy a bowl of hot soup to cure the sniffles, and he lets him run around the house with it. This guy really must hate his son. What the hell did Spy Guy do to deserve this? By all accounts, he should be dead or abducted by now. Spy Guy pleads with Chief not working in BA to tell him the secret to spying. But Chief sits at Starbucks, only responds with something along the lines of, Once Spy Guy has the ability to sneak up on me, he'll understand. Okay, this is too much. I thought the Steve Jobs stick was bad. Now he's dropping lines like he's Mr. Miyagi. Of course this sends Spy Guy into a tizzy, and it's just one bad attempt after the next. He's a regular R. Kelly. He just can't not get caught. During this montage of fails, Chief drives a Prius, is packing up a suitcase. He must be so sick of his son's failures that he's leaving for good. Oh, jeez. This story took maybe the darkest turn we've ever read in a book. It's so depressing and graphic, I don't know if I can describe it. But I must. Spy Guy seems to be giving up on his life of spying, realizing he's never going to be successful and he's destined to be a complete failure. He grabs a rope and he climbs a tree. He then wraps one end of the rope around a tree branch. And as Chief Missing Father thinks he's going to be up out that bitch, Spy Guy makes his leap. And we can see Chief Spa Day jumps in horror. Oh my, this is terribly tragic. Wait a minute. Spy Guy had a rope wrapped around his waist. He can't even do that right. Or is it a poor man's Mission Impossible? If that's the case, it's still a good way to accidentally hang yourself. What the hell is this book trying to pull? Such a bad example. Don't try this at home. Well, the story ends on Spy Guy telling us that the key to spying is never giving up. Unfortunately, not the case. It's the opposite. If you get caught spying, you give up right away and get the hell out of there. There's no second chances in the spy world. You screw up, you're dead. And that's the moral to this book. Sometimes, there are no second chances. Somehow this dad got second chance after second chance that isn't afforded to everyone. His kid could have easily been abducted or ran over. Or burned badly or had his teeth knocked out. And lastly, do I even need to say it? We could have had a Wizard of Oz situation with that rope. So what I'm getting at is, put in effort and cherish the ones around you, 
because you never know when that day will come. What do I think of Jessica's work? It was too long. She had at least two stories here. She introduced the dad telling his son to sneak up on him. Way too late. And that could have been its own story as well. Choose one or the other. The kid learning to spy or failing to sneak up on his dad. And while we're on that, sneaking up on someone isn't spying. It's more along the lines of stalking. There's a difference. Many times a stalker sneaks up on someone with the purpose of surprise. And a spy sneaks to get in and get out without detection. If she wanted to go the surprising someone route, she should have given this kid a name like Walker and called the book Stalker Walker. So yeah, there's a lot of flaws in her writing. The big one that doomed this from the beginning though was she overfocused on the joke which was this kid's failures. Give this kid something to spy in the beginning and let it play out. Because I will say, there is a valid market for a Mr. Bean style book. As for Charles's pictures, they portrayed the action and this kid's screw-ups rather well. And if there was any humor in this, that's where it was found. If you want to know how to destroy a kid's life, discreetly look at this book. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 2.1. I'll have a taste, push it around to make it look like I ate it, but I'll be sneaking the rest to the dog. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.